Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell, and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. So, how is everybody doing this week with their fitness? I've been handling some questions and talking about things that people are bringing up. And I'm going to stay on that track today. Uh, I had some things come up regarding mind and body. So I thought that would be really cool and interesting for me to dive into. Before I get into that, let me thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow. And you know what? The real estate game is changing. A couple of years ago, you can have any schmo sell your house. I mean, trust me, we ran into that with somebody. Um, I would never use this gentleman again, but at the time it was around COVID, things were selling quick, he sold it, turned out he made some mistakes, and I'm like, ah, oh, sheesh, I wish I would have known Jonathan back then, but I didn't yet. But now times are changing, you know, houses are not selling as easy as they were. It is a very different market and you need people who know what they're doing. They're not in it just to make a few bucks around COVID. They're in it because that's their career that they chose. So if you need any help with real estate, give them a shout at 386-451-2412. All right. So mind and body. So a strong body and a strong mind or a strong body leads to a strong mind is often credited to Niccolo Machiavello. Machiavelli, sorry, Machiavelli. I should know that. Anyway, that is the person who gets the credit for the saying and sometimes you see that saying above some gems and man, I couldn't agree enough. I think that it is so important to get that body in order so we can do the outright best that we can be. To hit you up with another quote, one that I always loved, and uh, years ago I was asked one time, they said, well, if you can kind of like pick a quote that you really, really love, what would it be? And uh, I always used the one by Robert Kennedy Sr. when he said that physical fitness leads or is the preface for all, all forms of excellence. Physical fitness is the preface for all forms of excellence. A lot of times that quote is credited to his brother, John F. Kennedy, because of how much work he did along with his, uh, the president before him, Dwight D. Eisenhower, on the physical fitness challenge. But as much as John F. Kennedy was into physical fitness, it was actually Robert that was quoted to say that. So I've always believed that to be very, very true. You know, um, wellness is often talked about, and I've talked about it here before on the show, body, mind, and spirit. And there are other components of wellness. There's the, uh, the six-point wellness wheel that takes into account spirituality, physical wellness, emotional wellness, mental wellness, social wellness and environmental wellness so it's like this big wheel where everything's supposed to roll along roll along 
nice and perfectly as long as you're working on all the aspects. But I like to kind of shorten it to body, mind, and spirit. And, uh, you know, those things can be different for everybody. At least, uh, you know, the spirituality can. For some people, it may mean one thing. For someone else, it may mean another. Um, and that really doesn't matter. But personally, I believe in something greater than ourselves. And I think that's what spirituality is, believing that there is something out there in the universe, a driving force. And uh, when we align ourselves with it, we end up doing more good for ourselves and most importantly, more good for other people. So that's kind of like what spirituality is. And then mental, the mind is all about learning, intellectual, how we think, our cognitive function, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all related. In an email I have coming out next week, because I like to do a lot of the emails kind of early, I talk about challenging your body and challenging your brain, making them both a little bit uncomfortable. So the reason I say that is because the mind is like the body. If we don't use it, we lose it, right? That's why a lot of experts talk about doing crossword puzzles and even games and things like that. Some people believe in painting and drawing to get the creative side going, to get you thinking outside the box. I believe in that too. I believe in crosswords. I believe in all of those things. But for me, the number one thing to really challenge my mind is reading. I've always been an avid reader. I love to read. I love to read the classics. But getting back to the email, I challenged everybody to read something really, really hard. And uh, make yourself really hurt, you know? Like, make the brain go, oh, man, like, what? What What did I just read? Go back and read it. I mean, don't read something at a seventh grade level. I mean, sure, James Patterson books and all that can be entertaining and, you know, they're page turners and everything. But, you know... And I'm really not knocking him. I think he's a, a decent writer and everything. But the the level of uh, reading is not very high in books like that. You know, you can pretty much zone out a little bit and still get the paragraph. You know, I challenge people to read something tough where they really have to think about each word. And obviously, or maybe not so obviously, I don't know. But when you're reading something like that, it's not like you can just blow through it you maybe only get a page but to really focus and push your mental capacity so that's in the email coming up and then naturally with the physicality challenge yourself too i mean do things that are hard i mean if we don't push ourselves in our brain with our body i mean you know we we lose it if we don't use it we lose it so all of these things are interrelated and it does surprise me sometimes that high-powered business people don't always get that. Now, some do, but many don't. And, you know, the days of the, the old jock, you know, just showing up in his sweatpants and his cut-off shirt, carrying his water bottle, eating his, uh, you know, his plain chicken and broccoli and talking about workouts all the time. I mean, that's changed quite a bit. I mean, the the people I listen to a lot, 
I like to listen to podcasts myself. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, I don't listen to mine all the time. Of course, I'm kidding. I listened to it to make sure everything was okay. But I love to listen to other podcasts, and I've made that very much known before. I like listening to The Daily Stoic. That's one of the ones I like to listen to. And uh, they always have great guests on there, and he tends to choose people who are influencers. And I mean like real influencers, not these morons you see on Instagram trying to get you to buy great socks or something like that or a new workout outfit. I'm talking about people that are trying to influence society, trying to influence culture in a uh, nice direction, a direction of growth and growth in a good way. So all of them talk about their physical fitness habits. I mean, I can't really think of any guest that's been on that show that hasn't talked about the importance of their physical fitness. I mean, look, having six-pack abs or eight-pack abs, as Ellen always says, is great. Not that Ellen says eight-pack abs are great. She just likes to correct people when they say it's six-packs because it actually goes deeper down closer to the coccyx, and it's an eight-pack, but in any event... I mean, that's fine. I mean, that that's great. But, like, physical fitness, in my opinion, should be leading people to do better things. Uh, I think of the funny story that Arnold Schwarzenegger told the other day on that sh- podcast I listened to. And, uh, you know, he's promoting his new book called Be Useful. And uh, I bought it. I mean, I, I like, I typically like almost everything he has to say. But... He said he came up with that slogan because he was a young 16, 17-year-old and he was trying to put on bigger muscles because he wanted to impress the girls down at the beach, you know, and his dad was a tough guy policeman. And, uh, you know, Arnold was talking about that and his dad looked at him. He said, "Why why don't you be useful and get all them muscles by chopping wood for me and then actually do some good with it. He said that, you know, that point was taken, that he never forgot that. So he thought, okay, so now that I have these muscles, what am I going to do with them, you know? And uh, I just think that's, like, really interesting. So we can get in better shape, and I think we all should get in better shape, and aesthetics is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with shooting for aesthetics. I mean, whatever motivates you to be better, I think, can ultimately be a good thing if you sit down and think about it. So if, like, you know, you're you're a, uh, you know, a young person in your 20s and you're trying to attract a mate and you want to have a better body and that gets you in the gym working out, I mean, come on, who, who hasn't done that if you work out or if you worked out in your 20s? I don't, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think as we age, there's nothing wrong with it either. I just think, okay, so what are we doing with it? Because as Robert Kennedy said, you know, all forms of excellence begin with physical fitness. So, like, what excellence are we shooting for? Because research does state that people who are aiming for their better, greater health, for greater wellness, tend to be better thinkers and tend to be better doers. So why does that happen? Well, I think we think more clearly. 
I believe that it definitely improves confidence. I think when you start hitting your goals in the gym, like maybe it's a certain weight that you're using, maybe it's a weight on the scale, maybe it's a pant size or a dress size, who knows? But the fact that you accomplished it and you accomplished it through good diet and exercise habits makes you feel proud. It makes you feel like you did that. And I believe it really builds your confidence. Again, I do believe it improves blood flow to the brain, helps you to think clearly. Uh, it definitely keeps you healthier so you can do more things and you don't have the risks or as many risks to be taken back a little bit by illness or injury. So it does a lot of things to make people better. So what is it? that we need to convince ourselves to do that. Because a lot of times when I talk to people, you know, they'll, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say that like everybody has, that has been successful in their lives, whatever, however they define that. But when I mean successful, I'm talking about like they're hitting life's goals. They're doing pretty well, you know, they're, they're taking care of themselves and most importantly, other people. And, you know, they can look back and say, wow, I did some good things. So that's what I mean by successful. But they do tend to be exercisers. Like they do tend to make an effort to exercise. But then sometimes when I go speak at different events where there's business people, Sometimes I'll get the, well, you know, I don't have time. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I'm thinking, are you guys like not getting the memo? Like, I mean, the people over you are making attempts to be exercisers. I mean, look at Facebook. I mean, is there any more profitable company out there right now? And look at Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, if you don't know, that man is a fitness nut. I mean, he does all kinds of things to stay in shape. And it wasn't that long ago where he posted some workout he did. I think it's called the Murph. It's a CrossFit workout, and he did it. And he did it supervised with people. And it, it created a lot of controversy because if he did the numbers he said he did, then it was like the seventh best Murph in the country, and he's not even a CrossFitter. So some people were doubting it. I don't know. I mean, I don't doubt it because I've heard and seen on video some of the other things he's done. I mean, this guy makes it a point to be in shape, you know. Right now, uh, I guess by the end of the year, he's got his, and, and I do think it's absolutely silly and a you know, stunt thing, but he's supposed to fight Elon Musk and some kind of MMA thing and I'm thinking I don't know a whole lot about either of them like they're in a different stratosphere as far as I'm concerned but from what I've seen of the two of them I don't think Elon Musk wants to get into any ring with Zuckerberg you know <laughs> just don't think he takes his physicality near, nearly as serious although you know who knows I could be wrong but these people are like putting physical fitness first. And, you know, some people might argue and say, well, you know, they have the time. Like, you know, I don't buy that. I think successful people make the time because it doesn't have to be all day. I've said before on this podcast, I'm 
I work in physical training, right? I mean, I work in it. And I have more time during the day if I wanted to, like sitting around the gym. I mean, I could essentially work out all day if I really wanted to in one way or another, but I don't. I mean, my sweet spot is around 60 to 75 minutes. That's, that's it per day. You know, you might think that's a lot. That's really not a lot compared to some people that I know, but that's like my sweet spot. That's when I really feel good. And there is definitely a point in exercise of diminishing returns. I mean, there's a point where if we're working out too long with strength training, we're actually going to atrophy because we start eating away at the muscle. So we, we don't want that. That's called gluconeogenesis. That's where we've trained so hard and we're not adequately fueled and so our muscles start eating themselves. And there comes a point in cardio where we're simply just wasting time and just burning ourselves out. And that, again, is the point of diminishing returns. So, you know, in, in me, I just kind of like lose my mojo after a while. I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Like, I like to warm up. I like to get into a good conditioning period, depending on what I'm doing. And I like to cool down. And, you know, that that's all you need. I mean, I do believe in vigorous exercise. Like, I don't think... I don't think just going out lollygagging and, you know, people say, well, at least you're moving. That's true. But I do think there needs to be some um, vigorousness to it. Like, I do think we need to push ourselves. And I think that's important for mental, too. Like, we have to learn to overcome. And the gym, for me, has always been one of the best areas to do that. Like, brick by brick, so to say. I can, you know, I can start somewhere, look at it, and then months later think, wow, you know, I've come a long way. And you see that, and that comes through hard work. So that's the other component to it, is it's a place where you can absolutely see your progress through your hard work. And let's face it, I mean, I think personally the physical is the easiest to change. It's the most tangible I mean, when you say, well, I want to improve my spirituality, I mean, yeah, I agree. I do too. That's great. You know, what is the, the, the tangible metric for that? You know, how do we know that we've done that? Are we more at peace? Are we less anxious? Are we more grateful? Yeah, but then how do we put numbers on that? So it, it's kind of hard. And the same with mental. It's like, well, I'm blasting through my crossword puzzles faster than I used to. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, how do you put metrics on these things? I think what ends up happening, though, is as we make them a focus, but then as we push ourselves physically, we are improving those other areas as long as they are a priority. And I absolutely believe that. There's an old saying I've used a lot that says, if you can't move your mind, move your muscles. And that means that, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time, we can't think our way into right thinking. I mean, we might be really, really mad, really angry, really resentful, you know, really, really wanting to seek revenge and just going stuff, going all over in our head, things that have gone wrong throughout the day and what we're going to say and what we're going to do. And it's like so unproductive and so toxic and we never get anywhere. And then for me anyway, go for a nice long brisk walk or a runner, you know, for me, one of my best modes is get on the bike. You know, when I'm not crashing like I did last week, I won't bring that up. Speaking about resentment, uh, you know, 
when I, you know when I'm not crashing, when I'm riding along, it's one of the best places for me to work stuff out in my head. I mean, all of a sudden something will come to me and go, oh yeah, I really wasn't looking at it that way. So if we can't move the mind, move the muscles, we get out and move. So I just think it is so connected, and I agree with both of the great uh, the great uh, wisdom of both of them. So you know, right now I'll just leave with with that saying that it's kind of funny that. Some of the presidential candidates now are out showing their physical fitness. I've seen videos of pull-ups. I've seen videos of push-ups, uh, bicycle riding. Um, let's see, what else have I seen? Well, really, the pull-ups have been the biggie. Like, I've seen that, you know, one, and I'm not about to name names here because it doesn't matter, but one was doing pull-ups, and then another one came out and did pull-ups, and the other one wanted to top his pull-ups, and it's like, well, that's not all bad. I mean, I guess, you know... That, that's pretty good that people are actually caring about that, and I found it kind of to be entertaining. And uh, wasn't the greatest form, though. I will say that. Was not the greatest form. I think there are people helping them with their videos might want to get on them a little bit because there's going to be people like me sitting back going, well, you really didn't go all the way down there, buddy. But anyway, I guess at least they're trying. At least they're thinking of it, thinking of wellness. Speaking of trying, I want to go ahead and thank Overhead Door of Daytona Beach. Jeff and Zach Hawk are the owners, and just like our previous sponsors, our prior sponsors, they really get after it. They make sure that they're professionals. This is what they do. Jeff has been doing this for 30 years. You don't think he knows about garage doors? I absolutely know that they do, and they do a fantastic job with their product and with their service. And if you need any help with garage doors, give them a shout at overheaddoordaytona.com.